Hello and welcome to the 31st episode of the third season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I'm your host, Roy O'Kane, and as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. Uh, we just had to do a part two as well. We were just talking about how bloody tired I am. We had to start again. I, just, I want to go to bed. Do we have to talk about bloody footy for another Yes, half? we do. Get excited. Get up and don't about. don't care about trade. We've got We've already s- talked about Melbourne. We've got six more teams. Oh. We've also got a mailbag. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be great. Be optimistic. Look at the teams, though. The Bulldogs, St. Kilda, I mean... Who cares, Banjo? Scott, I'd say you're going to alienate a lot of our fans, but one, we don't have many fans, and two, nobody goes for those teams. <laughs> uh, it's nice being able to make that joke that. about somebody else once. We have already talked about the most irrelevant teams, so at least we got that out of the way. It was our most recent one, actually. So, oh, let's just let's just, just not going to dignify that let's, with the response. Let's just get into it, mate. As let's we've been doing, as we've been doing for the last two pods, we are rating teams off seasons out of ten. We're starting this pod with Port Adelaide. They brought in Ryan Boone, Scott Lysett, Sam Mays, pick 5, 15, and a bunch of other picks that don't matter. They lost Homsch, Pittard, Pollock, Wingard, pick 23, 30, and another bunch of picks that don't matter. What do you think of their offseason? Uh, I've given them a 4. Uh, I, I can see you've given them a 6. I can see how we could have gone the opposite way. We've just, been the opposite on nearly every single one. It's, 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 been like a, it's been a theme, the way that we've done it. You've looked at like the individual trades and been like, oh, who do I think is the winner of each trade? Or I've just looked at like overall, what did they look I have at? looked what, at the overall. I don't think that they did very well. I think their list is in a worse position than it was. I think the loss of Wingard's quite significant. Yeah, I, I agree. Polek is quite significant as well. I think they're two very good players that they've lost. And they haven't brought in a lot. No. They've brought in Burton, who I think is going to be good. You're very low on him, and understandably. <laughs> I'm scarred. Uh, yeah. the fantasy season. And for those that didn't listen to the pod before, he was in his fantasy side, and that's why. <laughs> Literally no other reason. Lysett is a good freebie. Well, in fact, he was no good. Yeah. Lysett is a good freebie, although they probably gave him the contract they should have given to Polek, which are marking down on a bit. And Mays, again, is reasonably irrelevant. But they got high draft picks. They absolutely smashed the Wingard trade. They got absolutely full price. I oh, smashed the Wingard trade is a big call. They got a first-round pick, a elite young player, and um, and a second-round pick as well. Sorry, a bit of background noise there. <laughs> Distracted me. No, like, he, what else could they have gotten for him? He's a very, he's a very good footballer, Wingard. Yeah, but they got a whole heap for him. I would still prefer to have held on to them, onto him if I were them. It's, it's as simple as that. I, I don't think that they have improved their team. Let's be honest. Enough. I'm reasonably confident they forced him out the door. I'm not. I'm not. What makes you say that? Well, he's a, the player who said to GWS, I will not go to your club uh, because I want to stay in Adelaide. So he's clearly very attached to his hometown. And he made a bunch of bitter posts about the management uh, on Instagram. Yeah, I think those posts were... I mean, they were misinterpreted. I don't think he was actually kind of having a go. He was just saying, I, I want to be able to tell my side of the story. I can't now. I, I think it was a lot more innocent than people sort of... I don't think so. I think they, for all intents and purposes, pushed Pollock out the door by not offering him a reasonable contract. They definitely pushed Pittard out, but That's it. that one makes sense. You, um, did, you gave Pollock a massive yeah, but I'm he, not saying that was a bad thing, but you gave them a massive But he's, he's been on record saying if he got a decent length term, he would have stayed for less money. Yeah, so they could have kept okay. him. And then they gave Scott Lysett's five years, 600000 which would have kept Polek. I, I, and, just, I think you could easily argue that with Polek, it was, he, was, he was just given too good offer from another club and then just 
well, we're, we're not going to match that. We're not going to bother with that. But they didn't even try, and they gave it to Scott Lysett, who I significantly worse player. I, I just, I think their team is worse off now than it was at the start. I 100% agree, and I think we kind of got flipped on our arguments there. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're a 4 out of 10. They're a 4 out of 10. Uh, they did so well on the Wingard trade, and they're going to get an elite South Australian kid in the draft that I think they're, they've done it above average. Five, and it'll probably move up. What they have to give up to move up will be interesting. Yeah, yeah, that, would, that will be interesting. Because... Yeah, uh, that, that's, yeah, there is a watch this space on that. Potentially, if, if they draft well enough, potentially. And to be honest, quite positive. Yeah, and I'm actually thinking if they trade up, I'm more likely to go the other way because I think if they trade up, they'll have to give up more than I would be willing to. Yeah. yeah. So we're the complete opposite on all fronts with that one. Yeah, Next that up, <laughs> that, that whole discussion was a bit strange. The place, Next anyway. up, we've got Richmond, who very much in the Hawthorne boat. I am reluctant to say did very well. They brought in Tom Lynch and. A bunch of irrelevant picks, and they lost a bunch of irrelevant players. Reese Conker, Corey Ellis, <laughs> Sam Lloyd, Anthony Myers, Tyson Stengel, who we nominated the most irrelevant player traded. Is that what we did? Uh, yeah, the most, yep, yeah, most irrelevant player, player yeah, traded. And a future third-round pick. None of that matters except for Lynch. Uh, Conker matters slightly. Yeah, Conker okay. is a best 22 player, so they, they wouldn't have liked He's borderline him. best 22. No, nah, he is, he is. If they were picking their best 22, Conker would be. Yeah, but he's been like 18th picked, maybe. We don't have Richmond support here. Conker is right on the fringe. Uh, He is the uh, club whipping boy, though, so plenty of supporters are sad to see him go. Okay, I I think you'd rather have him than not. But that's a slight out, but it's it's pretty simple to analyse Richmond. They gave up a lot of sort of depth players that haven't played. For a star. And they brought in an absolute star. So it has to be positive. I've drawn an 8 out of 10. What are you on? I think a 9, did I? Yeah, you're a 9. So, I'm like I'm I'm big on if it doesn't cost you anything you've done very well and it yeah. didn't cost Richmond anything they didn't get anything back for the players they lost but they were never going to play them and I don't think it's really going to affect their output if they get a bunch of injuries for the first time in five years it might hurt them but you can't really predict that with the way their players are tracking and that'll be one of the most fascinating stories next year will be how Lynch goes in that forward line with Revolt it'll be that'll be really really interesting it could go extremely well it could be a little bit negative well that, that'll be interesting to see that but I think the likelihood is it'll be very very good for them yeah I I can't see Lynch not uh, fitting in he's just too good he's too good a player and they've got a real need there yeah I just changed next up we got St. Kilda I just changed my pick because I realised I forgot about a trade <laughs> I was it was um, yeah so they're ins and outs in Hanbury, Kent 36, 46, and a future fourth out. Tom Hickey, 61, 65, a future second, and a future fourth as well. I forgot about the Hickey trade, which they absolutely murdered. They got a second-round pick for a guy that shouldn't be in the league, as far as I'm yeah, concerned. <laughs> so I forgot about that. You've still only given them a four. Well, why, ha- why so negative? Hanabry's cost them a buck a load in terms of player payments, and they oh, gave up gosh. a second-round I, I, I really rate the get of Hanabry. I really, really I'm really the right complete it. opposite. I think he's cooked, and I don't think you should give up a, sec- a second round pick for him. I mean, he might he might be cooked. I don't know that. We no one knows that. But I think know Sydney how know good that he can be, and from a cultural perspective, it'll be huge for them. And if you can get anywhere near how good he can, has someone explain? To, can you explain to me why a guy we've nicknamed affectionately Googs <laughs> is good for a culture? I don't know if the Googs thing is true. That's rumors, but I know his training standards are meant to be just like unbelievable. 
I like mean, you'd be able to absolutely go Probably full. You'd be yeah, you'd be able to go full <laughs> training as well if you had a bit yeah, of look, a mate, supplement. Mate, he comes from a successful culture and all of that rubbish. He's a premiership player, but he he's very he's an excellent footballer. And if he can get anywhere near his best, he'd, he'd be so important to St Kilda. They need something in the midfield. They need some leadership. Yeah, I, I, I really like the Hanbury get. The thing I is, also I, think even more important they got Dean Kent. What a superstar. Yeah, so look... I, I mean, for nothing, an absolute bargain. Dopey Kent. So I've... Do you mean sick yeah, Kent? sick Kent, yeah. I've approached that trade from two different angles because we know we know his, uh, Kent is a bit of a two-face. When he's sick Kent, it's a 10 out of 10 yeah, trade. Yeah. I only pick 65. <laughs> but when he's a dopey Kent, it's... it's I'm, I'm afraid yeah. to say it's a zero. So yeah. and that averages out at a five. So that just doesn't affect my, uh, my overall standing at all. Draining Kent, mate. Straining Kent. You might, want to, you, you might want to explain that one. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to explain it. We'll just link it to the podcast page. Saints TV, just find the video where he sings about it's raining Kent. I'm not going to explain it in too much detail. But uh, I've given them an eight. I, I, I really do. I don't. Know. That is an unbelievable amount of oh, faith in Hannah Brew. They haven't lost a lot. They lost a second round pick. Yeah. Would you give up That's a second round pick for Hanabry? Yes, I would. <laughs> this is fundamentally where we differ. I've put it at slightly below average. I don't think it's worth the risk. No, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I, I disagree. I think it's a good risk. So I when like in five years he's on $800,000 and that's like, what, 7% of your entire salary cap? That's ridiculous. Well, maybe. It could also be outstanding. He's going to be 33. It's going to be ridiculous could, either way. Give him a five-year deal at $800,000 for a kid... Well, well, where was he in the top three hundred players this year? Maybe. Yes, but before that, he was—he's won the coaches' votes before. Obviously, this is a projection thing, and we're just projecting the other way. Yeah. So there's no point us going back and forwards. I—I I think it'll be a good pickup. You don't. As no. It's as simple as that. Anyway, it's time for a segment. I believe it's time for Poochie's mailbag. This is a big moment. Oh, we're getting word from Poochie. What's he if say? You want the names. Oh no, I don't. I don't know them. We're all good. And I'm going to forget them anyway. Thanks, <laughs> um, But yeah, let's take it away. Are we doing a live read from yeah, Poochie? We've got the Pooch here. I think you should ask us the questions. Segment. The longest running segment on the pod. Yeah, the Not only the one best, that's... but the longest running. And it's pretty good. I don't mind it. It's probably our fifth best segment. Do we have five segments? <laughs> I don't know. They're all Who knows? Yeah, it's nice to do it live in the flesh for once, rather than via text. Uh, first question is from Andrew Sloan. Do you think contracted players have too much power being able to nominate clubs? If a player wants to leave, the club should have the right to accept the best deal on the open market. Absolutely, yes. Yes, yeah, it's, a, it's a very much a it strong, is, strong... It case. is way too imbalanced. They, like, yes, there should be more freedom of movement stuff given up for it. Like, free agency should probably be a bit earlier, but there should be other mechanisms to sort of work around it. The balance is just wrong, though. Like, Tom Scully being able to say Hawthorne, and then they'd end up pick 53... That's ridiculous. It, it, they should. St Kilda wanted him. There should have been a bidding war. It's actually crazy that it's got to this point without really, without us even like really realizing it. It's just kind of developing. All of a sudden, there's just stacks and stacks of players who are contracted saying mm. I want to go there, and then they're just going. It's just no one has put their foot down. No one has said, "Come on!" Like, yeah. it, it's actually incredible that that we have actually got to this point. In At some the- point, it's just going to have to. A club's just. Maybe the Ryan Burton thing was like a sign of a club finally saying get stuck. Like it was a, a club saying you are going where we're telling you to go. Like we haven't seen. But that even that, he's from South Australia. He grew up supporting Port. It's like, of course, he was going to say yes to that because it becomes awkward 
after they've tapped you on the shoulder. Like look at Riscatelli when they tried to offer him for Favola. He didn't say I'm going to I don't I'm willing to move to Melbourne, I'll happily be traded to Favola. He said, No, piss off. I'll just go somewhere else though. Because the as soon as you say, Will you be traded, the relationship's broken and burnt. But I d I don't think it just needs to be like Tim Kelly should have been able Geelong should have been able to say you're going to Frio. Yeah. Like, that yeah, just should yeah, have they, been the they, case. They should, they should have been able. I feel like I'm hoping that it'll just happen a few times and all of a sudden clubs will realise, oh, yeah, we can do that. And then just the perception will change. There's no rules that say this. The yeah, there players... are. The club, ha- the player has to say, yes, I'll go there. The club has, the player has to allow it to happen. The player has to, sorry. I'm losing it. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. But, like, I feel like the perception around it will change at some point. And I, I think it has to. I think it has to be legislated. It's just, it's just so... The AFL, the next CBA negotiation, and this is getting way too far in the weeds, but the next CBA negotiation, the AFL has to say, you're not getting a single pay rise unless you give us this. Like, that just has to be their position. It has to be extreme and it has to be immediate. Not as easy as that, but yeah. Well, yeah. The initial word, the initial step is, it's negotiating for it is the difficult bit. Yes. yes. But anyway, let's move on. What's the next question? And you're reading off Scott's computer, please. How will North supplement their team alongside Josh Kelly? And I'm assuming that's one of your questions. No, this, this, Does that come from BOK? No, this comes from loyal listener L. Halverson. Oh, <laughs> of course it does. The only other <laughs> supporter in the world. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I'm not sure we'll be able to afford to get anything else done. I think we'll just hit the draft after we get Josh Kelly because I think we'll be pretty much in premiership contention after adding him to our already pretty good side next year. Can I just respond to this by getting Poochie to ask the next question? Yeah, that's that's fair. (laughs) Which of North's mediocre recruits is the least mediocre? I love that. I'll let you take it off first. (laughs) The least mediocre of your recruits would be Pollock. No, but it's the which of the mediocre recruits and yeah, all of them. But no, but Pollock's not mediocre, and you've admitted that. Oh, actually, sorry, no, no, it would have to be get. Oh no, that's right. Sorry, I forgot. No, no, it's probably Pollock. No, but he's Probably not a mediocre recruit. We've got three mediocre recruits. <laughs> Which of those is the least mediocre? Out of who? So Tyson Hall and... Pittard. Oh. Well, Pittard's easily the worst. Yeah, yeah he's the most mediocre, yeah, yeah. but that's the not the... least mediocre is Tyson. Tyson's a very good player. Nah, it's Aaron Hall. Aaron Hall can't get a game at the Gold Coast. He's going to be that's all... Just he's sad. going to be all Australian. He can't get a game. He's played 100 games for the Gold Coast. He can get a he's game. He's dropped at least five times. Uh, Rodney Ede only dropped him once. <laughs> only dropped him once. Very proud of that. And Rodney, it's a hard ass. No, Aaron Hall's making the Australian team next year, so he he's the least mediocre. Guaranteed. That was definitely Tyson. But anyway, Pucci, <laughs> next question. Oh, this one's for Scotty. Uh, what would your preferred Melbourne back six be, considering now you have May and Colin Jamney? Speaking of bias questions, cars, yeah. Really speaking good. of bias questions, <laughs> uh, this <laughs> is from another Melbourne supporter, shock horror. No, I, feeding I, it to you. I think I've already gone over this, but yeah. I, I see College Jasmine playing on a wing. I think that's why we've brought him in. He might play a little bit across half back, but I, I see him as a winger. So our back six will be Jetta, May, Lever, Hibbard, McDonald, Sale. So and that's pretty damn good. It's all right. College Jasmine's had played some reasonably proven football on half back. If he doesn't cut it as a wing, do you flip Salem and? College Asnia, or do no, you that, think that, Salem can't really play on the wing? That's definitely an option. I, I would prefer Salem to stay back there because he just he improves so much across the year and he just looked like he was at home there. So I, I want to keep him there. But if it's not working, then that's definitely yeah. an option. Also, College Asnia gives you a bit more height if you're looking for a bit more intercept marking. Mm, he does. He does. 
I, I noticed Jordan oh, Lewis. I noticed Jordan yeah. Lewis wasn't in that uh, back six. Is he? Is he going to be delisted, or what's what's the story there? You have more than six. You're not. You, right? You're not allowed more than six players anymore at back at there. Any given time, Rory, but maybe Salem will spend a little bit of time up the ground, and then Lewis will go there. It's, I it's can't. Quite possible that you can fit seven players in your back line. As someone who just suggests that Taylor might play off the wing a little bit, I can't see that happening. <laughs> a, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, yeah, but. No, oh, sorry. I was going back to my role. Take it away, kid. Well, next question from Stringer is, has Collingwood assembled the greatest midfielder of all time? I'll quickly answer that and say no, and then open up to you. Yeah, strong no. It's good, but it hasn't won. Yeah, it's really good. It hasn't won anything. Pendlebury's just about past it, and we don't know about Wells definitely's past it. I'm not really ready to trust Braden Sire before and include him in stuff you're, like you're that. Naming the average one. Yeah, but then you yeah, go look at Geelong's good. midfield in 2007. Look at West Coast yeah, midfield. Probably as good. No, the on better. No, on hold on. Pendlebury side bottom Trelaw Adams Beams. That's that's absurd. Yeah. So, but let's look at, at on top end talent. So let's go West Coast. Judd. Kerr, Cousins, well, Cox for Grundy. That's actually reasonable. But um, who they are? Guys like Embley. Who else they have in that midfield? I've forgotten. But the ones that matter are better. <laughs> um, Fletcher. Fletcher, yeah. He was good. Chad Fletcher. I've forgotten that guy yeah. existed. Yeah, he was all right, though. He was quite good. He was, he was the underrated. Norm Smith medalist, Andrew Embley, too, off the wing. Um, but, like, Judd is better than any of the Collingwood midfielders. Cool. Ben Cousins probably <laughs> is, too. And Kerr is oh, between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kerr is probably be only below Pendlebury, who at this stage is on the back end of his career. Mate, they're not even going to need a midfield. Grundy's just going to grab it out of the ruck every time. That's now. true. <laughs> hey, can I ask for a prediction? Is Grundy, or is any ruckman at any point this year going to grab it out of the ruck, try and just, instead of just kicking it, run away from the pack and take a running bounce out of the ruck contest immediately? Is that going oh, to happen? If anyone will, it will be Grundy. Yeah, it's possible. I think at one stage. I yeah. actually think Braden Proust is an option there. He's got a what bit of... in the VFL? <laughs> no, when, when Max Gorn does an ACL, which is bound to happen, obviously, um, I could see... Oh, <laughs> I could see Braden Proust going a little little wild. But yeah, Kurt, next question. Um, this is from the big dog, my brother Max. Uh, are the plebs concerned about the direction player movement is heading towards the... The American sports style. We're seeing players being traded before free agency because clubs fear losing them for the nothing next year. I'm concerned that our system isn't built to accommodate that kind of movement. It'd be fine if we had uh, clubs being allowed to tell players where to move, like in America, or we had actual free agency rules that were consistent and transparent, but we don't, and that's what concerns me because the AFL is run by inept Kleptomaniacs. Would you say one of the big problems is that the compensation system is inadequate? Like, if that was better, if teams were compensated better, would that... No, a lot of the I, I, I don't. I think the compensation... It's an imperfect method, but it's close, it's close to perfect as it can get. Yeah. It's supposed to be... It's not an, easy to get It's right. supposed to be an equalisation measure. So if you're going to equalise things, why should one a team at the top of the table be compensated the same as the bottom team when the likelihood is that top table teams just hoover up all the free agents that's unreasonable to suggest that should be the case i think gold coast getting pick three and uh, west coast if they had a lost gaff getting pick 19 would have been fine 
Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. It, it's not an easy system to work, but there are a lot of times which are just like, how the hell do no. they get I think restricted free agency should mean restricted free agency, and if you match, you have to sign there. Yeah. Not you can if go no to the draft. <laughs> yeah, like if you if you can go to the draft after signing, what, what's the point of that? It's just normal out of contract. Yeah. Like, yeah. it means nothing. It just means you're not a free agent. It's ridiculous. Yep. Final anyway. question, Pooch. Uh, from Matt Curry, will Alex Morgan get a contract at the rooms between? Follow up question for Scott: Do you know who Alex Morgan is? <laughs> of I don't. I mean, I'm assuming he's the most irrelevant player for the most irrelevant. As player. as a North Melbourne supporter, Has I barely I played two or something. As a Melbourne North Melbourne supporter, I barely know who he is. Love <laughs> love him unashamedly because he's a North Melbourne player, but. Yeah, little confused as to how this one got through. <laughs> why is why did he ask this question? He's a four. Is, like, is he trying to get on the gold jacket, green jacket questions of the year? No, I, I know exactly. What, what a weird thing. I know, I know exactly why he asked it. He used to play for Essendon. Ah. <laughs> and for those who don't know Matt Curry, he's an Essendon okay. supporter. <laughs> Very one-eyed Essendon supporter. Okay. And that right, wraps up Poochie's mailbag, I think. Well, was that a no? Uh, it's actually I don't know. It's really weird. Who cares? That's that's the answer. Uh, okay. No, I, I seriously don't know. I'm very confused by it, but it's a niche issue that I don't really think we need to discuss. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, next up, back end, last three, Scott. We can make it through this. Yeah, we got we Sydney. They had a pretty quiet trade period. Well, I was about to say, what the hell did they do? Yeah, no, they brought in absolute. They brought in a guy that should have got a Rising Star nomination two years ago, and Ryan Clark. Uh, <laughs> 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 they got Jackson Thurlow, a bunch of picks, and they lost uh, Dan Hannabry, Gary Rowan, and Nick Newman. What'd you give them? Uh, a three. I gave them a Ooh. three. I mean, We're the same. Would you say they're the gold jacket, green jacket team of the trade period? Oh, yeah, no one's done any, like less than them, have they? Some average players um, may, some average maybe the Western Bulldogs. No, I guess they lost Dullhouse, which made us more than anything happening. Yeah, I, I think. Just, Hold on, you think Hannabury's going to be a star again? Yes, yes, I know. That's why I gave him a three. But like, okay, I don't don't think losing Rowan means a lot. I think losing Hannabury means a fair bit. And I don't think any of the players they brought in means anything. So that's. Hold like on. Hold on. Ryan Clark would have been like the fourth player ever to get uh, nominated oh, for the Rising Star twice if the system was just. <laughs> Ironically, when he had 27 touches per game over a five-week period to close this, his uh, Rising Star eligible season, a guy that stopped him getting it was three-kick, three-goal Rising Star nomination for Will Haywood from Sydney. But Andrew, I don't think I can make it to the end of this if you just keep rambling on about North Melbourne facts. Like, just, just please. I think just these count as Ryan Clark facts at this point in time, which is relevant. <laughs> they lost Hanabry. I don't think that was good. I think that was bad for them. And I don't think they got enough back. And outside of that, yeah. who cares? They've left themselves. <laughs> they're going to get their academy pick, who Nick Blakely, and I'm very bitter about, isn't coming to North Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but they're going to get him for peanuts, yeah. as they're always going to. Yeah, and after that, they're not going to have and they're not going to have any good picks. Yeah. So they're, they're fine, but it's probably net negative. The well, question is what happens next year. They've got like four out-of-contract players from here. It, They've got to be planning something, you'd think. But who knows? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Let's move on. Let's move <laughs> on. Let's move on. Who we got next? I accidentally clicked the wrong link. Uh, West Coast. Coast. <laughs> yeah. uh, damn it. We've been the same again. I like it when we're differing. It makes it a lot more interesting. Uh, I've gone to five as well, but yep. Yeah, yeah, very much. I'm going to admit you just convinced me on this one. In Tom Hickey, pick 20. 
61, fourth round pick. Out Scott Lose, pick 39, fourth <laughs> round pick for next year. They literally brought in a Ruckman and lost a Ruckman, didn't they? Yeah, no, they, they, brought, it, they brought in a... An average Ruckman uh, for an average Ruckman. No, they brought in a below average Ruckman for an average Ruckman and got a 20 pick upgrade in their second round picks. That's they what happened. In a below average Ruckman? Yeah, Tom Higgy's not good. Yeah, yeah. I probably agree with that. He's a slight downgrade, isn't he? Yeah. To be fair, they'll have Nat Nui come back, and Vardy probably played well enough to show he could take Lysett's role. But they, they they couldn't help losing Lysett. Like that was yeah. Once they got Gaff, it was well they already it yeah it was the other way around. He was going to go, so they brought in want, another Ruckman just to back up. And there were rumblings they were going to match um, Lysett, which I wonder if they would have done if Gaff stayed. It is a ridiculous Gaff concept. Didn't stay. Oh, Gaff didn't <laughs> stay. <laughs> I'm tired, and I'm a broken man when it comes to... There's no point talking about it. They were 5 out of 10. They fought in a Ruckman, they lost a Ruckman. Yeah, and they it didn't get... incredibly average. They didn't get Tim Kelly, which would have made it an yeah, excellent yeah, pick. Yeah, fair enough. I wasn't allowed to consider Andrew Gaff saying in my rating there, which is why they were 5 out of 10. Because <laughs> apparently then we'd have to consider every single person that re-signed. Yeah, I, just, I don't think that's relevant at all that he happened to re-sign. They should have re-signed him earlier. Okay, next up we've got the Western Bulldogs. They brought in Taylor DeRay, Sam Lloyd, pick 27-32 and a bunch of others. They lost Marcus Adam, Luke Dalhouse, Jordan Ruffhead and a couple of picks that don't matter. Thoughts? I'm very negative. I've given them a two because I've already discussed that I quite like Dalhouse. I yeah, I'm like regretting. Marcus Adams. I think um, they'd be pretty disappointed to lose both those players. Um, they didn't bring in any. Oh, no, they definitely weren't disappointed to lose Dalhouse. They pushed him out the door. Absolutely. He's unmotivated. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> no, but they did. They didn't want him. Like, that was pretty clear. Was that clear? Yeah. They were, they're sick of the party boy shit that's been going on since they won a flag. Look at what they're treating Libertore. And they're like, talk about Collingwood's Rat Pack um, with Beams coming back. This is the Bulldogs version, and they've just been funny. Did, did that similarly work? irresponsible? But did that work with Collingwood? Like it seemed to gut getting rid of getting rid of the Rat Pack seemed yeah. to gut them for a while. In the long run, did it work? Or is I don't it know if it counts. Well? It doesn't count. I'm not sure if it counts with eight years later. Yeah, like, yeah I uh, agree with you. I think it was. I think it was a negative effect, and now they've just managed to sort of regenerate. Mm. Which so for that same reason, I don't think it was good. Good tactics from the dogs. I don't think it's a good idea to get rid of Dalhouse. I know. Dal- he was a real heart and soul player for him during their premiership. Uh, yeah, during the premiership, but he wasn't that anymore. Uh, I think where he's still he, a good player. He's not a great. Player. He kicked he like one player. goal this year, Scott. I think, but he he was still getting like twenty touches a week. He's a good solid player, and he gets a lot of tackles. But don't they have like heaps of those? Like, Luke Dahlhouse isn't the kind of player they need. I suppose... And they've they, got an they oversupply. They have now, so I suppose yeah. they don't really need... And, like, in all honesty, Lockie Hunter is just a better version of Luke Dahlhouse at this point. Mm. Like, they've got small players that run around and look a bit manic. They, they, they don't need Luke Dahlhouse. They got pick 27 for him. That's fine. Yeah, I think they'd be disappointed to lose Adams as well. So not, yeah, they, Adams... They didn't get anything. No, but they've got heaps of key defenders as well. Like... They'd, the losses aren't great, but they're probably not shattering to what they're no, going to be no, doing. I, I agree with that. I don't rate their ins at all, really. Like, I don't know what no, on earth. I don't rate any of their ins. Not Superstar, Sydney Slayer, Sam Lloyd? 
Remember no, when he kicked that goal no, after the siren? I, 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 I think all of their ins are very, very meh. And I yeah. think their outs are a bit disappointing. So I actually had uh, Sam Lloyd's goal after the siren put to be very eloquently by a Richmond supporter. He said uh, Sam Lloyd's was, uh, goal after the siren was the last great uh, old Richmond moment. <laughs> like when that was shit and Richmond did. Yeah, <laughs> it's the yeah. last great moment yeah, of that yeah, era. That's, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But anyway, let's wrap this shit up. Agreed. Yeah, I thought you were looking at me like I don't have anything. You did battle situation. Oh yeah, that's right. We do finish with that. Why wasn't that part of Poochie's mailbag? That's normally how we do it. Because we normally end with Poochie's mailbag. Final question to finish. Let's get our energy up for this. You excited, Poochie? I'm excited. I thought Poochie. Do you excited. actually listen to this bit, or do you switch off when we get I to listen. here? That's nah, good. Oh, he good. Listens to everything, mate. I listen to everything. So it's our final question. It's off the Facebook page. Battle situations with unexpected <laughs> handicaps. Ronald McDonald, but he has spent the past few days slightly decomposing in a compost bin versus the Hamburglar, but he is lactose intolerant and has been fed a strict dairy-only diet for the same amount of days. I, I have an issue answering this. I don't know enough about lactose intolerance. Oh, see, I don't know I'm enough about composting. To decomposing. Yeah, like, does that assume he's dead? Yeah, is he like zombifying? Is that what's going on? Like, yeah, like I would, I would read that as he's dead, which is which means you're probably going to lose. Like, you don't decompose. But if you're able to dude. fight, I think technically you start decomposing after like 25. Your cells start breaking down, which is like the definition. Okay, so potentially being so is a he garbage just, bin didn't affect him. At yeah, all. is he still just sitting in a garbage just, compost just, bin? Yeah, that's a problem. What if it's a small bin and he's a bit cramped and when he gets out he's like a bit numb and that's up against the lactose intolerance? Is there, but is, yeah, is there a middle ground in the decomposing? Like, is it either he's dead or he's 25? <laughs> <laughs> but like what, like, what else is there to it? Like, could he, do you decompose if you're just an alive person sitting in a bin? I, I don't. I don't really know the answer to that question. Yeah, and like <laughs> you said, you don't know what uh, lactose intolerance is. My version is just when I drink coffee, I need a shit afterwards. So, how bad can lactose intolerance get though? Like, I, I don't know enough about it. Yeah, well, so he's lactose intolerant, not like allergic or anything. He's not gluten. No, no, he's definitely not gluten free. He's not lactose free. <laughs> But he's had a strict dairy-only diet for a but few like, that, That's can, pretty bad if you're lactose intolerant. But I, you right? can eat like some what cheeses and stuff. Cheese, like the lactose... What's a chemical process called? Huh? Yeah, what? No. My girlfriend's here and she's saying confusing <laughs> things that I can't hear. Anyway. I'm showing my ignorance real bad. Yeah. Well, I, to be honest, I think you're blessed not knowing what lactose intolerance yeah, is. It's fair. a reasonably uncomfortable position to be yeah, in. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, I'm probably happy about I it. I think I'm backing the decomposing Ronald McDonald. No, I'm, the other. I'm assuming decompose means he's dead, which means he's already lost the fight. But at that point, surely he's <laughs> got to be a zombie to fight. No, I'm, I'm not but assuming what, No, but what if, what if on the dairy-only diet... Uh, <laughs> Uh, hamburger has to shit so much that he dies of dehydration, which is possible. That's how people die of diarrhea. So they would both just end up dead. So it's a draw. draw? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Happy to settle on a draw. What do you reckon, Poochie? Well, I'm going hamburger just because I assume that Ronald McDonald's actually trapped if he's decomposing. Isn't there a character on the um, McDonald's things that's in a bin, like the purple dude? Yeah. yeah the, like, uh, something. Uh, uh, Grouch. Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> that, that's Sesame Street. Oh, yeah. Is that what you were getting at, though? No. I thought oh. there was a dude in a bin in McDonald's as well. <laughs> Gee, I'm no, doing no, so well. 
Anyway, let's end this. I mean, it's going to be a draw. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a draw. It's a five. We're too tired to really think about this anymore. <laughs> anyway, that wraps up the trade period extravaganza. Quick. Oh, that's a big word. Yeah. <laughs> Quick Billy Gowers watch. He didn't get traded. <laughs> let's move on. Thanks for listening. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>